Let's do this. Hello and welcome to the X Players. I'm Alex, gamertag SSAlex984, and I'll be here every two weeks to keep you up to date on all things Xbox. Console, cloud, and PC, we've got them all covered, as well as the wonders of Game Pass. But I can't do all this on my own, so let me introduce you to the X Players team, and we've gone international. So, firstly, our very own Jersey boy, it's Tyler. Hello, Tyler, how are you doing? Hi, Alex, yeah, yeah, I'm good, how are you? Not too bad, enjoying a nice a nice long break, get a little bit of sun, a little a little less peely wally as we see here in Scotland. Um, it's rare that you guys get it up there, isn't it? I know, it's been, definitely been making the most of it. Joining myself and Tyler, and from across the Atlantic, we've got our very own Canadian thrill seeker, it's Lelena, hello. Hello, I think I have similar weather to you, uh, very rainy. Every once in a while, I get blinded by that big ball in the sky, but it's not often. And you just get a bit, a bit of snow over there as well, don't you? Not that much in the very tiny corner that I live in in Canada. It's rain all winter long. But you go and seek it. You like it. You like a bit of skiing, but downhill. Ah, uh, yeah. I live 15 minutes to the chairlift, so yeah, there is snow up the mountain, and I live at the bottom, so that comes in handy. Not jealous at all. Oh well. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm saying that it would be an absolute disaster going skiing because if there was anyone that's going to come back with a broken leg and a broken back and all that, it would be me because something ridiculous would happen. Like my ski would get stuck and, the, and I would go round and back down the chairlift and that, that's just the kind of thing that happens to me. But hey-ho. Um, so thank you guys very much for being here. Um, this has been a, a fairly long time in coming, getting this Xbox podcast off the go. Um, and it seems to have always been like, Alex, you're the, you're the Xbox guy. It's, it's up to you to get it going. So here we are. But given given this is all about Xbox and this is the first one, I thought the nicest way that we could start is to talk about, about our history with Xbox. So, Lalina, let's come to you first. When did you jump in? So where do you lie in the Xbox landscape? I started with the original Xbox probably... I probably should have had the year written down on when it actually released, but I figured uh, I picked it up probably in 2000 or 2001, somewhere around that time. November Um, 2001 was the release date. Oh, then it was very shortly after. Yeah, I I picked it up in the U.S. Uh, I was actually going down to the San Diego Comic-Con, which is a pretty big event with some friends. Uh, And shenanigans happened just trying to get down there. I got... uh, pulled aside into the U.S. border agency and they held us for eight hours because we had too many comic books in our trunk and they threw the dogs in the car. Uh, We got yelled at, uh, we got fingerprinted, we got photos taken and we got a yellow piece of paper that tells us that today we are not welcome into the United States of America (laughs) because we were being... We were being accused of going down to sell comic books uh, without getting the right paperwork done, but we weren't. My friends just happened to be super big nerds that wanted a lot of books signed by creators, so that was a bit stressful. We ended up staying at some hotel for six hours, and they actually threw out all their comic <gasps> books in the dumpster, oh. and we tried again. Oh, that must have stung. Yeah. Oh, that would have been painful. Yeah. 
Oh man, it was quite the trip. But yeah, on the way back from the San Diego Comic-Con, uh, we drove through Oregon, which doesn't have any sales tax. So I thought, hey, now is a good time to run into Walmart and pick up an Xbox because apparently Halo is like the next best thing. And it was, Halo. to be fair. Yeah, Halo was the next best yeah. thing. Start of a dynasty, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I... So that's where my start happened. Uh, that, well, that's where I began as well, slightly later, because it didn't release in the UK until March 2020. No, it wasn't March twenty twenty. It wasn't that late. Um, until March 2002. Um, and I remember sitting there on day one on my doorstep waiting for Amazon to deliver my Xbox, and they didn't. Wow. And I, I was, like, sitting there with my friends still at school. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm getting this Xbox. It's going to be amazing. And they were all, like... Um, they weren't. Do you know how that, that way it was very much like you know? Was it this PlayStation was already out at that point, wasn't it? Um, they, were so, yeah. they were all PlayStation. Like, I don't want a PlayStation. I'm going to have this Xbox because it's got hard drive in it. There's this game called Halo and there's Project Gotham Racing. And I'm like, it's going to be amazing. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, it's coming today. It's coming today. And you're sitting there and I'm like, where is it? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, where is it? So. <laughs> <laughs> and I got there and I remember like almost being in tears by the end of the day on the doorstep I'm like mum Curry's is still open or Dixon's I'm sure it was at the time like you're going to take me there and buy me one I'm like I need to have it today and she did um, <laughs> so we went over to Dixon's bought the Xbox on the day um, and then that was it like at home I got the bundle with Forza and Project Gotham Racing and and no Forza, it wasn't Forza. It was Halo. Yeah. Um, with Halo and Project Gotham Racing. Uh, and Halo started with Halo, but it was all about Project Gotham then. Because even back then, I loved a racing game. Like, still love a racing game. Um, and I fell in love, like, that day. Other than that ridiculously big original controller. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, I mean, whoever designed that, I don't know what they were thinking. Uh <laughs> It's nice when that S controller came along a little bit later, but that that first, I mean, you do have a little bit of love for that big Duke controller. I mean, it's just getting your hands around that big thing. I mean, took a bit of effort, but uh, it, was, it was good. It was good days. I mean... Yeah, small hands here. Uh, um, I definitely had to, like, kind of hold that controller to reach all the face buttons in an awkward way. Yeah, but we got there. And we, we we got the iteration, and I mean that was the kind of beginning of the S iterations. I mean we've always then it's been a bit of a a feature going forward. But Tyler, I'm, I'm assuming you you weren't quite there on day one. No, I didn't. So the original Xbox, I think I don't know that the it was later than the GameCube that the UK got the Xbox. But I'd like I was a Nintendo kid up until I was like in my early teens. Um, and it was actually my stepdad who would kind of buy the more grown-up consoles and the odd game that he'd get that I could dabble in, I would. Um, so he'd had a Dreamcast and then had come back from some trip away and he'd bought a 360, I think, in like Duty Free or something, going through an airport. Um, got back and they were like, kind of like what we're going through at the moment with the, the PS5 and the Series X, where they were like rocking horse crap. You could not find them for anything. Um, and there were like people locally selling them for like 50, 100 quid above retail. Um, and so it kind of sat in the corner of our living room for like, it was, it felt like weeks, but it was probably actually only a few days. Um, and they were like, oh, we're going to sell it. We're going to sell it. We're not going to keep it. And then one day they were just like, uh, yeah, no, we can't be bothered. And my stepdad just came home from work one day, got it out and started playing it with me. 
and that was it. Um, and then yeah, it just kicked off this like this thing of because I was I think I was like thirteen maybe, and it kicked off this big thing of me getting into like you know in inverted commas grown up games because I'd spent yeah. like my childhood playing Mario, playing Zelda, playing whatever it was, but it wasn't mature in the same way. Um, and I remember the first game that he got for the 360 was Gun, which is like, even by today's oh standards, is pretty brutal. <laughs> um, so yeah, we played through that together. Um, bought Halo 3, played through that. I think we had separate we had separate gamer tags at that point. So we each had our own saves to play through. And then when I'd get stuck, I'd get him to maybe help me. Or we'd do like the old co-op mission and stuff like that. Um, and then he bought Call of Duty, which I think he probably regretted for the next seven years. Because <laughs> that was it. Like, I went through the my entire adolescence. All I played was first-person shooters, which was 75% Call of Duty. And, like, the other little bit of time was generally spent playing whatever Need for Speed had just come out. Yeah, it was interesting... Um looking back you know when xbox had recently done that look back at your history of xbox yeah. website that was really cool um but looking at all the games i played back on the xbox and the 360 it was the same case for me they were all shooters and all racing games um and now if i look at all my profiles they're all jrpgs the indies i don't play a lot of shooters anymore so yeah it's, it's, it's funny how it changes like that though isn't it because I, I actually when i was doing the top 10 list on the crosscast a few weeks ago so i went back through all the different games that i had played um and then i was looking right back from like when the achievement started so i was going through like um true achievements and looking at all the achievements i'd played in games and all the only ones i had any sort of serious achievements were, were fifa project gotham fifa forza <laughs> like and you'd seen all these other games that i'd played but it's like one achievement 5g one achievement 10g Two achievements, 20G. I'm like, I've clearly played that for about half an hour. I'm like, can't play this. Can't play that. <laughs> and I must have wasted so much money. Like, it's not like it is now with Game Pass and you're like, oh, I'm going to try that. Oh, I don't like it. It's fine. It was like, you had to buy those games. Like, yeah. you, you couldn't. I mean, maybe I was in a little bit of a privileged position in the fact that I was the entertainment manager in Mobos at the time. So I probably did have a little bit of like a lending library because I could just kind of. Buy them, take them back, and you get away with it. So, probably in a little bit of a better position, but I'm still like, I wasted so much money. Whereas, I definitely feel like it's only been the last 18, 24 months where I've actually started playing games. And that's probably why a lot of the stuff that was in my top 10 have been stuff that I've played fairly recently because all the other good games I didn't play. Um, so, it was really funny looking back to all those old games, but it's good. It's, it's nice to think of the classics. I remember doing something similar like towards the end of like the sort of 360 era like me and my now wife we've been like we just moved in together and she used to really enjoy sitting and watching me play through stuff um, and we had a blockbuster like two minutes walk from our first flat and I just because I walked to and pa- like past it to and from work every day like at least once a week I'd just go in and pick up something and, like by the end of the 360 era there was so many good games that I'd like that had passed me by that I played through like 20 or 30 games in the space of a year just because I was picking them up for like less than a tenner each and then playing them for the week, trading them back in and getting half that money back and just picking another one. Yeah. 
I mean, it's, it's not like Nintendo as well, where those games didn't hold, that their games hold their value. I mean, especially yeah. back then, it was very much a you got nothing for your trade ins. I don't think it was anywhere no. near the kind of level it is now, where there's a little bit of competition. Like, you get nothing back then. So it was very much like you were all in, and no matter. But the, but then the good thing back then as well, particularly in the 360, like you get so many demos. Like yeah. A lot more than you get now, I think. Is it right? Did every game have to have a demo on the 360? I don't know if every game did, but certainly a lot of them much did. Because that was like, that was the end of the sort of era of like print being a really big thing. Because mm-hmm. I remember like the first few years we had the 360, I'd quite frequently get the magazines with the demo discs with them. Yeah. Those are fun. I liked. I love those magazines. Oh, everybody loved the demo disc. I mean, that yeah. was yeah. That that was always. And you were like, "What's on that one? What's on that one?" And that would almost pick what magazine you bought. It was more to do with what was on the disc than what was actually in the magazine. Uh, but oh, the good old days were. I was going to say we're never going to see that again. But do you know the the way everything's going? It's almost yeah. It's going almost going back that way, isn't it? Yeah. Because Super Rare just... have done. Um, is it the mixtape they call it? It's like yeah. effectively a little demo collection. Mm-hmm. It's kind of going full circle, so maybe you will see something like that come again with all these kind of indie print type people that are that are out there and doing bringing back the kind of magazines. So maybe they'll see the someone will do some sort of demo disc or something again. I suppose it's getting all the devs on board to get stuff on it. That's where you. That's where like stuff like Super Rare do really well. But like I can see Devolver at some point like being a perfect candidate for that. Doing the Devolver demo collection. Yeah. Let's get on those lock-on guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get them to do a deal with the Volvo and do it as like a bundle. And... <laughs> yeah. I think that would work quite nicely, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think that'd be a really nice little like partnership. Yeah, no, definitely. So, so from our Xbox past, um, let's look at our Xbox present. Uh, I this is where we'd normally do the news, but given where we're at in the current cycle at the moment, with all the showcases coming up, etc. So we're at this point in time, seven days from the Xbox and Bethesda showcased, and there isn't a whole lot of news to go over at the moment. Um, one thing that I did think was worth talking about, and it probably comes up in in the later, but I'm going to bring it up now because it's almost news today. So there was a bit of a a bit of a leak to show that the the Golden Eye achievements have now or went live on Xbox.com. So there had been a rumour earlier in the year that the achievements had gone live on, I think, like True Achievements or something, so people had seen the yeah. achievements, but they, they actually went up on the Xbox website showing all the achievements today, so it definitely feels like it's coming. So do you think we'll see that next week? It just feels like it's nailed on now. Yeah, I wonder if they've been sat on that, you know, because we've heard little murmurings of stuff like this before, and I wonder whether they've gone, we're in trouble here with pushing Starfield and Redfall back. What's going to yeah. just get some instant karma points for us? Oh, well, that GoldenEye remaster we've been sat on for X amount of time. Drop that and, you know, that'll buy us some kudos with the community for a little while. Yeah. I, I want to be a negative Nancy here and predict how many people, if it does drop, how many people go and play it and then realize it's not the greatest game they thought it was in modern times. <laughs> they I mean, might I mean, be a little disappointed. Yeah. It might be fun for like the five minutes, but uh, I mean, yeah, I've always found GoldenEye one of those games that's like, it was defining for its time, but 
it seems like a lot of people put a lot into that. Yeah, it's going to be a difficult yeah. one to see how it holds up because it, it depends how much the remastered and if it's if it's purely uh, upgrade, updating the graphically whether they've added other quality of life stuff who knows i think that's all it's going to come down to i don't think i think if it was just basic as that i don't think they would go and release it i, I hope it's going to be something a bit more substantial so that you're not going to get like oh my god i can't play this like you, you don't yeah. want that that's the last thing you want and i mean they're going to have to completely change the controls and stuff because that n64 controller was terrible. one of its well, it was terrible but it was no, certainly no, one of it was Sorry. one of a kind. It wasn't yeah. terrible. No, the, con- the controller wasn't terrible. Trying to play GoldenEye with that controller yeah. was a painful experience. But then, I think that's, to be fair, you could say that for the camera controls for basically every N64 game. But yeah. GoldenEye being so seminal to that FPS sort of genre, if they can get that right, if they can basically set it up with modern FPS controls, nice little graphical overhaul, but keep all of the, like the little niche things that people love about it, like all the silly weapons and, you know, I think it's like odd job and being like slaps only and stuff like that. Keep those options in and you'll score points with people straight away, even if it is only funny for a few weeks. That's enough because that positive buzz will just buy them back so many points. But see, even that... Yeah, for sure. Just on that point, though, could you imagine Twitch people streaming things like that with slaps only? I mean, how how much yeah. fun is that going to be on the show? <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot like, about that I mean, imagine just like, ooh, ooh. like it, it would just be ridiculous, but it would be so good and so fun to watch. Like, it would be so much. That that would go down so well. I, I think, I hope it's a good remaster. I hope they put a little bit um, more effort into it than just going, right, we've polished it a little bit, here you go. Because um, that's probably the worst thing that they could do. I mean, the Xbox at the minute, it's not they're not in a shaky peg. I mean, that's not fair. I mean, they've got enough goodwill built up that the, the delays have hurt them a bit, but it's going to come round. I mean, they're going to get to a stage where they're going to have too many games, but people will probably, I was going to say, you're not going to complain about that, but people will complain about that too. But yeah. I think... I Sorry, on you go. I imagine they, they will hopefully put in that effort because I imagine it's it's not cheap to get just the licensing alone to release that game so if they're going to spend that money yeah. to deal with the licensing that they would also put money into making it a uh, they, would they not have, a, more, a game for more modern gamers would they not have already had the licensing because they bought Rare right who made it so surely part of that is Rare have the video game rights to that specifically that film I think they had the rights to the original release I'm not sure they had the rights to the ongoing rights James to Bond it, like, the right, okay. rights. So I, I think that is where a lot of holdup has been on it. I think that's potentially why we didn't see it for so long like on okay. any virtual console or anything like that. So I think there is a lot of stuff with MGM that they hold all the rights. And I think, I mean, you don't see that many James Bond games. No, no but then it's because probably... no one did it right for a while. I mean, you've got that, is it IOI? IOI are doing, are doing the, the big one. one. Yeah. I'm hoping that'll be good. Like, if they can make a more serious Hitman set in that universe, that could be a winner. Yeah. And I think the other question that I probably have is who's going to have done it? I mean, you would assume you would assume Rare would keep it, but I'd be very, I'd be very, very doubtful that Rare has done this. They have I so mean, many, especially with like I know they've not finished the Activision merger, but even just the um, Zenimax mergers bought plenty of studios in that could do like. Mm-hmm. 
you know, the id guys, the guys, you know, you've got teams there that have done like Doom, that have done Quake, that have done games that of that era were absolutely world-changing. Even if you get them into work with Rare, so Rare give it the character and you get these guys in to give it the underlying mechanics to play well and feel good. Yeah. An interesting one. Yeah. I, I mean, I hope we see it. I mean, as you say, Lena, there's that worry that people are not going to, they're going to go to like, like, oh my God, like, why did they do this? They should have left it well alone. But I hope we don't get that. I mean, even just to play through the, the campaign again, have a bit of a, I hope they don't go serious with it. I hope they do keep the multiplayer fun and you still have your golden gun mode and all of that stuff. And I mean, you just... Are the rumors suggesting it's going to be like a remaster or is it a reimagining? Do you know I, what I mean? I, I think a remaster or maybe even a remake. I'm not sure. Um, ultimately, it feels more like a remaster of the original game. I don't, th- I don't think it's going to be anything different. So hopefully it does stay... I mean, it's based on the film, so how much more can you do? Like, I mean, yeah. you, you can't really... Yeah. It's a case of, like, I suppose when you talk about reimagining, it's generally you take the premise of something and the tone shifts, whereas with it being a Bond film, the tone is kind of set, and I think they probably yeah. realised that a lot of the value of that game was that it was a bit... You could make it silly, and, you know, there's plenty of proof that you know you get um is it prop hunt in call of duty that you know every time they run that live you get you know your viewership your playership numbers go way up there's still value in having that slight silliness as much as you have all your serious stuff to go with it yeah so hopefully they kind of see that side of it and go now it's worth keeping the tone the way it was and just make it mechanically and graphically a little bit more modern mm-hmm. yeah but the one thing we do know is if it does come, then it'll come day one on Game Pass. Like yeah. everything from Microsoft. Yeah, that is... Which we all love. Yeah, that is yeah. the absolute best move Microsoft could possibly have made. Speaking of Game Pass, let's have a look at what we have coming up on the first... It's not even half of June, really. It's the first 10 days of June, because obviously yeah. we're going to get some new stuff landing at the showcase. But let's have a quick look through what we're getting for the start of June. So... On the 1st of June, we have For Honor Marching Fire Edition. On the 2nd of June, Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. 7th of June, Assassin's Creed Origins. 7th of June as well, Chorus. Again, 7th of June, Disc Room. And 7th of June, Space Lines from the Far Out. Um, busy day on the 7th of June. Going to take a wee bit of effort on what to pick to play there. Anything there standing out to you guys? What, what would be your pick? Which one do you like with the cost? I I'd like to give Assassin's Creed Origins another chance because I think I, I got that. that. I think I got it on release and I just didn't gel with it. I absolutely loved that game. Of the three new Assassin's Creed, that's my favorite by far and away. There was just it was one of those that I played and I got the series no the Xbox One X and that at the same time because it was just not long. It's around yeah, just about, about the right is, time. it came out because I got the Project Scorpio edition of the One X, so it must have been fairly close to. Yeah close to release um, and I loved that game looked so good played so well good stories good characters probably a better length than the two games that came after it I don't think it's quite as long as definitely not as long as Valhalla um, maybe a wee bit shorter than Odyssey but like Bayek such a good character 
really good story. Like doing a lot of the kind of astrology stuff in that that was in that game, the pyramids and the setting, and like controlling yeah. the eagle. Was it the eagle? Is it an eagle or a hawk? I can't remember. But like sure. controlling the bird as well, like to get that bird's eye view, which obviously came into this, but has always kind of been in that sense. Screen, but it just felt so good in like the desert. Um, I really, really liked that game, and because now what the in the second the unit also got the sixty FPS update, so I so think, it'll run beautifully now. I imagine. Yeah, it's going to look so good. I'm so bummed out. It takes place in a desert. I, I think <laughs> it's one of the better ones, but I have such an aversion to deserts. <laughs> Even when I try to replay Super Mario Brothers three, every time I get to World two, I'm like. Hey, Ah, oh, okay, let's get this done. <laughs> but then I feel like it's not quite as deserty because you're obviously dealing with a lot of the wildlife. You're going through the tombs of the pyramids, like although oh, it's, okay. it's, it's not like it's not like you're just trawling through sand. Yeah, there's a bit of that, but it's, it's far more action than that. It's not based on oh my god, I'm stuck in a stand dune. Um, it's nothing like that. But yeah, I'm definitely going back to that. I'm really looking forward to giving it a shot again. I did finish it and played through it, but I probably could just do a whole new playthrough. What about you, Lilina? What tickles your fancy? Um, Chorus is at the top of the list there. I've actually really have been wanting to play it and it was on my wish list to buy. Um, so it kind of works out that it showed up on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. It looks phenomenal and um, from people I've talked to, the, apparently the story is pretty good and the the main character is interesting um and the space combat looks awesome yeah so that is it's kind of space exploration wasn't it yeah yeah shooter but not like uh old school shooter but like yeah flying around shooting spaceships um there's kind of an interesting mechanic you know how when you play like flight combat games and you're always kind of playing cat and mouse and you're veering your airplane towards the edge of the screen and you're always kind of like you feel like that's all you're doing is edging towards the edges the edge of the screen so you can you know find your um the person you're trying to shoot uh with course they have this kind of mechanic where um you could hit a button and it'll automatically like kind of rotate like your ship in this really cool looking maneuver to put the enemy in front of you it sounds kind of cheap, but apparently it works really well, and there's a lot of other uh, intricacies to the combat that um, make it so that doesn't um, cheapen the experience. Cool. No, I thought this game, I remember when it came out, so probably what, was it early this year, was it late last year? But I remember looking at it when it came out, I thought, oh, that was quite interesting, but there was that many other things that I played at the time. I didn't pick it up, but I think I'll, I'll check it out on Game Pass. Um, Have either of you played... Um, for honor because when i first saw that like i didn't see the image i just saw the name and i thought it was like a military shooter and then when i looked at the pictures and the and the gameplay i was like oh it's like a medieval thing that looks kind of cool yeah that was like because it's a few years old now um and it was like it was one of those early examples of it's a ubisoft game and they released it and it didn't go down very well but they doubled down on like investing in like patching it balancing it um and it's got like it's got quite a good like ongoing following, I think. Um, yeah. It's quite unique in that I don't know of another game that plays quite the same way. No, I, I've never played it, but I, I kind of I, I know from what you're saying, Tyler. It did one of those ones that's kind of built a lot about momentum over the years, but didn't start off that well. I know Dan, 
I'm sure I was going to say I know Dan's played it. He probably played it for about ten minutes, but um, he nominated it as one of his playlist games back in the day. It didn't it wasn't the one that won in the month, but I remember him talking about it. He was quite keen on it from that kind of four v four mode and things like that. Uh, but no, not one I think I'm really that interested in to be honest, because it's more. I think it's passed me by now, and I think when you see. Uh, this is one of the things about Game Pass that sometimes annoys me when you see these games. Like that game's already on Game Pass, and this is just another edition of it coming onto Game Pass. I think so. It's it's not uh, even. Okay. It's it, it certainly if, if it's not coming back to Game Pass, it certainly was on Game Pass at some point. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, I think I remember I that actually. That you say it. So it's and then the one I quite uh, have. Any of you guys ever played Ninja Gaiden? Because I remember playing it. The original one. I'm so bad at oh, it. It's so difficult. Yeah, it's like, very so difficult. So difficult. Like, but I kind of feel like now I maybe have more patience for it. And I could maybe try it again. But I'm like, oh, you've played Elden nice. Ring now, Alex. Nothing's difficult. Well, I have anymore. played it. Well, but I played oh, no, Elden sorry, Ring. Sorry, yeah, you cheese maged it, didn't I you? Cheese maged Elden Ring. Heavily cheese maged Elden Ring. <laughs> Um, thoroughly enjoyed it, but heavily yeah. cheese maged it. So I don't think that makes me any better at these games. But I certainly have more more patience and more guile towards it maybe a bit more guile is maybe not the yeah. right word but I think I'm probably a bit more of a mature a mature gamer to give it a go now maybe that's a better way that's probably a few of those that sat near by the 5G and it's like nah I was never getting past that and it was abandoned because oh. they definitely it, owned it here you go I bet you you are I bet you three months of Game Pass Ultimate you can't finish all three of those games oh I bet I can't like I'm not, I'm not even. Not that I could. I'm not going to say I could either. But... <laughs> Alex is being called out. I'm going to do that now. Alex, you, you are a brave and persistent gamer. Yeah. I I believe in you. Okay. Thank you. Someone believes in me. That's all I've ever wanted to hear. <laughs> I just wanted to challenge you. Like you go out here getting ten, fifteen thousand G every month. I know. Let's, let's find uh, something that will push you in a different direction for a challenge. Right. Okay. Let's let's see, because I was planning on trying to play it anyway. So, so what, how long have I got to complete it? How oh, long? take as take as long as you as need. As I know I it is not like I'm not. Right, so that's fine because my, my game pass runs still June twenty twenty four. So I've yeah. got plenty of time. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> so write it down that time. Oh, we have it recorded. Like yeah. we're recording this for that reason. That's true. Like, <laughs> as soon as Alex beats the it's, game, it's, it's up here now. It's always going to be. It's, it's, Always going to haunt me now until it's done. Ah, Tyler, I hate. <laughs> no, I'm going to have a crack at it as well. Like, definitely. Because I want to... I think I remember playing this at, like, one of these things where you had, like, a demo unit and a TV in a supermarket somewhere. Um, I remember playing it when we were on holiday one summer and just being like, it looks so cool, but it wasn't the sort of game I played before. And I just got beaten down repeatedly and was like, nope, not for me. Fair enough. So yeah, I'm giving it another go. Good. So the the last two games on the list are both idea Xbox games. So I don't know if either of you have heard of either of them. I hadn't, but Ben, ben I... seemed to be quite keen on Disc Room. Yeah, I was going to say he was game. he was very like positive about that, wasn't he? I'm yeah. Even sure what the look. So Dish, I'll give you the blurb off of Xbox Wire. Um, so Disc Room, the year is 2089, and a giant disc has appeared in orbit of Jupiter, step into the oversized spacesuit of a brave scientist and explore this little sprawling intergalactic slaughterhouse. Don't be afraid to die a little, your next run is just a button press away. 
So I'm assuming that means it's some sort of roguelike roguelike experience. Um, do you know a bit more, Lelena? Um, it looked hard, and I'm not ashamed to say that I'm an avid gamer, but a poor one. And usually when I see a game that looks really hard, especially the one where you just die over and over and over again, <laughs> I run away. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> not in my wheelhouse. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those I'll definitely try. Like, I think when when it's got a Benji Kong seal of approval, then you need to at least give it one run. Yeah, um, I th- I think that could be a bit of fun as like a, you know, whether we do it as a playlist game or I think it's what I was saying, like the, it looks like it's a series of like puzzle rooms. So in the same way as like Lonely Mountains or Celeste or something like that, if you can't do a section, your reset time is really quick, but the room is the same. Mm. So it's about puzzle solving. So it's fine that you die a hundred times because you get, one percent closer every time um so if those rooms are timed like we did with celeste alex that feels like a great candidate for something like cross seasons yeah no it does that that does sound you sold good. me on it actually in that statement yeah comparing it in that way if it's a quick in and in and just keep spawning and trying again then yeah no it does it sounds definitely worth a look and then just just from the the description of this last one intrigues me right because i've i've heard of a roguelike but i've never heard of a roguelike like so this is a it says, so Space Lines from Far Out. It says, Space Lines from Far Out is a roguelike-like co-op management game about airlines in space featuring unlockable spaceships, upgrades, characters and customizations, randomly generated challenges, trips and itineraries with a generous serving of 60s space-age flair and jazz. Sounds bonkers. So, I, so I started this, I, the art style really caught my yeah. attention on this one. Um so I looked into it and I was reading, they have a demo on Steam and I was reading all the reviews and people are saying really positive things about it. And a lot of them are comparing it, not necessarily like the same gameplay, but that same frenzy, fun co-op game style as Overcooked. Ah. But it looks more intricate because it's a little bit more um, like building involved and, 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 and sim, like kind of like strategy sim into it um anyways i know it's really hard to gather you guys across the continent together for multiplayer games but i feel like i think we should keep our eyes on it yeah. and see how it fares and maybe potentially play that one together yeah, no. it could be good fun and we need to get better at that because we have been rubbish at getting everyone yeah. together to play games we've only done i think since since i've been part of the community i think i've i think we've done maybe two three that i was part of i think you guys have probably done a few others as well yeah, and the times I have been able to connect with you guys, like I didn't say this in our kind of introduction to our history with Xbox, but Xbox was a huge, um, that's what introduced me to multiplayer gaming, and I really, really got into it. Like we used to go to LAN parties at my friend's office, and we'd play Halo, and they had several project- projectors at their office. And uh, the other thing that was really cool is at the time, well, this part's not cool. I had this terrible desk job that I couldn't stand, but I didn't really have much loyalty to the company or anything. So I would just be on GameSpot forums (laughs) um, all day. And I was part of a group called Kitties and Rainbows, which was a very inclusive gaming community. And we used to meet up every night and play on Xbox Live. And I mean, the original Xbox and Xbox Live was, I think, that was the catalyst to like online gaming, in my opinion. Yeah, and we got, we, we like, they became like such like, actually like felt like close friends, even though 
we lived across North America and eventually we ended up meeting up in Toronto um, and bringing like my parents live close to there so I'd bring a TV and we all brought our TVs together and we all met each other and it was a good time so long story short the few times I did get to play with you guys it kind of um, it, 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 it made me think about how fun I used to have playing with a cool community regularly well, let's make a commitment to bringing that cool community here and actually being a bit let's do better it. at doing these things because I think we've all been not you guys because that's not fair um, but uh, as a group we've all been pretty pretty good at saying we're going to do these things and pretty bad at actually the follow through so, so let's try and get something a bit more regular going particularly yeah. if we're going to going to bring back some form of game club which I might talk about in a little minute um so that's all for the first seven days of June for Game Pass. So clearly there's quite a lot in the future. So we've done Xbox Past, Xbox Present. So I think we know what that brings us on to. Xbox Future. So as I said earlier, we are seven days, just under seven days now. We'll give or take a few hours to the Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase 2022. So... And true podcast showcase style, let's do some predictions. And to make it a little bit more interesting, we are going to bring back a version of the Cross Players Game Club, but it's going to be called the Game Pass Game Club. I mean, such an original name, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, So what I've asked the guys to do is to come with three predictions each, one dead set, one which I think is fairly likely, and one dream prediction. So for each dead set, if you get it right, you'll get three points. No, one point, sorry, wrong me round. For each likely, you get two points. And for each dream prediction, if you get it right, you'll get three points. And whoever gets the most points will get to choose the first game club game. So let's get going. Lelena, first prediction, what is your definite for next Sunday? Well, I'm thinking that with the kind of bad press that Xbox has been getting with delaying Starfield, I think they have to pulse, get some favors uh, in their court. And so my definite prediction is that we're finally going to get a Starfield trailer that includes gameplay to get everyone super hyped and everyone to say, ah, it's okay that it's delayed because this looks like it's yeah. going to be phenomenal. So that's my, my definite prediction see i'm in two minds about that one i think it could go either way it could be the like right people are still a little bit burned by this do we just completely sweep it under the carpet we mention it we say we're a bit sorry we move on to something else or do we go that way and we're like here is why we are delaying this because this game looks so good and we're going to get it so ready for you to have the best experience you could possibly have and i'm not quite sure where it's going to land it's a it's a Bethesda game, isn't it? And they do this. They have this horrible habit, like historically, of releasing games that ultimately are very very good, but there's just too many niggly problems with them. Um, so like Fallout Four is the one that I remember best because yeah. I picked that up, and there was a glitch in it that they took them I want to say two months to patch, um, which meant you basically could glitch the game to get an infinite amount of money, which completely wrecked the game. So you could go and trade items in without them coming out of your inventory. 
or bottles of buy items without losing currency, something like that yeah. anyway. Um, and, you know, stuff like that. They were still patching three, four months down the line. I think Fallout 3 was similar. New Vegas may have been better because they let Obsidian handle it. Um, and obviously 76 didn't go down well for anyone. So they kind of... They have it's come thing. back, though. It has. In fairness oh, no, to 76, and... it's, really, it's one of those that's really kind of risen from the ashes to a certain extent. Um, yeah. It's got a good, solid community now. But then I wonder... I just went... Sorry, let me go. Oh, I just had Mexican food with a friend who... Uh, he actually owns a gaming store, and uh, all he plays is Fallout 76. Mm. That is his life, and he talks about it, and he says the community is amazing, and you'd be surprised how many people actually play that game. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely didn't do so well on release, that's for sure. That's it. And I think like Bethesda have that um, that unfortunate reputation because they've done it with every major release for quite a while, mm. and I wonder if they're going to kind of... Maybe not directly address that, but say, oh, look, here is 15, 20 minutes, whatever it's going to be, of, of actual gameplay. We can show you how the game will look, how it will play, the sort of systems you're going to be working through, but we need time to polish it because we, for want of another way of putting it, we don't want to cyberpunk you guys. Yeah. Oh, that's a good verb. Yeah, cyberpunk. <laughs> no, I, I, I think to see... I'm in two minds, but I, I really I want I want to see it. Like my hype level for Starfield is up here. Like I'm going to be all in on Starfield. I think it's going to just be like exactly what I want. Well, I hope it's going to be exactly what I want. And I'm just like, show me it. But then at the same time, I'm like, don't show me it because you don't want to see it until it's ready. Like, oh. it's difficult. It but did. there's such. It's amazing how much hype there is for a game that nope, I don't even know. Like, do we even yeah. know what it's gonna like? What kind of game it's gonna be? Other than essentially being Fallout in space, which it might yeah, not it's... even be, but that's just what everyone's gonna see. Yeah, it. it's like a it's yeah, a sci-fi like Skyrim Fallout type deal, right? Yeah. It's. Did they say that? No, or that's that just what everyone's people like, are creating that's based in the... on the team that are making it and their track record, pretty much. I think. Yeah. I mean, it will be. So it's the problem. It will be with expect. It's the problem with expectations, right? We all like have this like picture in our head of what something is going to look like, and then when the actual release doesn't match that picture, that's where you get yeah. a lot of the uproar. And it's interesting to hear how many different pictures everyone has in their head in regards to this game. So, anyways, I think they have to show something next Sunday to show people what this is. Okay. Well, fingers crossed. So, Tyler, you're definite. I have kind of gone, I'm not too, not exactly the same as Lena, but kind of similar in that I think they need to, they need to show us some of Redfall because we've had a CGI trailer that to, that I was just sold on, and that my wife, who is not interested in gaming, watched that reveal trailer and was like, "Holy shit, that was cool!" And I'd love for them to to say, "Look, here is." Here are a bunch of you know streamers, content creators, esports players, whatever, because it's it's like a team based shooter, so like an Overwatchy sort of idea, I think. Like here's two teams of four guys doing two rounds of this game. It's an alpha build. It's not anywhere near finished, but this is what you guys can expect when we drop this in six nine months time. And also, we're going to have a demo for this. We're going to have like an open beta weekend in October November. Because that's enough to keep people on the hook. It's enough to yeah. show that, you know, it's not vaporware. 
this thing is out there, it exists, it's being built by, you know, the guys that did Prey and Dishonored and all that stuff, which is very well liked. Um, and, you know, yes, we've delayed it, but it's not like we're a million miles away from having it finished. Yeah, I mean, we need to know more about Redfall, because other than that trailer we got at the showcase last year, there's been no mention of it until it got delayed. Like, no, no, there was some Absolutely leaked nothing. alpha footage, I think, that I remember seeing, but that's that's literally it, like it, you know, especially with Abandoned being so at the front of people's <laughs> mind. Well, it's not talking everyone's about that. A, No, no, it's a Sony pony problem. Like, but, you know, that is on people's minds. You know, there's been so many of these big cancellations. There was, what was the big Xbox one that ended up going this way? Um, there was, there was like a similar thing that happened with an Xbox game that they were like, this is going to be a big, really popular thing. It was kind of similar in concept to maybe Ark or like a similar setting. Can't remember. Um, but yeah, it was supposed to be this big thing. It got partway through development and then they just turned around and went, no, we've canned it. Um, and I think yeah, we, we kind of need no we don't want that we want we want to see enough of Redfall to be like oh damn this is you know they're pushing it back but this is worth waiting for this is worth hanging around for keeping on my pre-order list yeah hopefully hopefully right. well my definite I'm going to try and be a little bit more positive and I have a couple, but I'm going to go for the one that I'm probably like, this is definitely going to happen. I really want it to happen. I'm ready for it to happen. We're going to get Forza Horizon 5 DLC and we're going to get it on the day. It's going to be, Oof. we have, this is the DLC and here it is. And I'm like, yes, give me it. Give me it now. All of it. I've already paid for it. I own it. Get it on my Xbox. Thank you very much. Um, I would. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people would be very happy with that. That would be a huge, huge win. And I'm just... even more intrigued to see what it is. I mean, that's the thing. They've set the bar so high for three and four with the Lego yeah. one, with the Hot Wheels one. Like, right, it's what we're getting here. I mean, I hope yeah, it's else, it like, like, Yeah, what's the... Um, what is the partnership for that now, then, I guess? Yeah. I mean, the, is there the anything left? Skelex trick? But that's kind of not really big enough anymore. Nah, I wouldn't have thought so. Because, I mean... Beyblades, you have Bay razor blades <laughs> around your cars and you're in an arena and... Oh, that would do touch in Derby. Mad Max. <laughs> Mad Max. Oh, Mad Max or Death Race or like some so crazy awesome. like diesel punk style destruction derby mode. Yeah. I am looking forward to the next uh, DLC for Forza. Yeah. Definitely. No, it's time. Yeah, definitely. Even, even well, no, I suppose because you had that extra pack, didn't you, that bought you the DLC, so you wind yeah. a lot of people up by saying, oh, we're just going to give it to Game Pass guys because... Nah, you, I mean, Game Pass never generally puts DLC on. Like, no, and I don't I, mind that because like, if I'm not no, playing the no, game, I don't mind buying the DLC and you you get a discount off it for having Game Pass as well. So you just get 10 or 20% off it. So, yeah. not a bad deal. Or you no. maybe buy it from abroad. Yeah. Um, So there's always a nice country to go and visit to get a nice cheap, nice cheap edition for the Xbox. Um, <laughs> So, so that's my definite, and I think we'll just we'll start with me for the light clues. I don't know which one to go for here, but I've got two in my head again, but I'm going to go with, I think the Coalition have been a bit quiet, and I think we're going to get a Gears of War remastered collection, stroke Marcus Venus collection, stroke something in the vein of the Master Chief collection. Um, 
I think they always said there was something coming before Gear 6, so there's something that they're working on, and I don't see it being anything other than this. I don't see them venturing into something different. It doesn't make any sense. I think it feels like a good time. Whether it comes out is there almost their way of working with Unreal 5 to get used to working with Unreal 5, and this is their project to get there. Not sure, but I think it's coming, and I wouldn't be surprised if it came this year. So I think that's one of the ones that could fill a gap. Um, don't know if you guys Gears fans. Yeah, I loved the the first three. I mean, did did they not re- re- recently do one a good work was, the first one? The first one got a remaster, so I I played through the first one remastered last year. So I'm not sure what the package will look like, but the other ones certainly have never been touched. So I think two and three are definitely yeah. in line judgment, maybe. Um, what was the what was the new concept that Coalition is supposed to be working on? I can't remember. It's not Perfect Dark, is it? No, that's the initiative that are working in Perfect ah, Dark. Okay. So, so yeah, hopefully then. Like you say, the Unreal Engine five translation seems like it seems like an ideal candidate for that. Mm-hmm. I think it gets it in that experience to get them up to speed to do something that they're working on that probably isn't developing from scratch to get them used to the engine. So I feel like I mean, saying me who knows how development works, and I'm like, yeah, they're just remastered again. That's much easier. Like, pretty sure it's not, but it's it just seems it's going to happen sometime, and now's as good a time as any. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I could see that. Tyler, yours. Um. So my likely, I and it is ambitious. But I think I would like to see either Avowed or Perfect Dark get something a little bit more substantial. Like, a gameplay trailer would be perfect, but I'm expecting more likely probably going to be CGI. Um, and a release window for one or the other. Yeah, I think one. you're up a gum tree, for want of a nice Scottish phrase, for Perfect Dark. Like, that's not happening. That Just show is us not happening. Like, Show us a C- do a Redfall. Show us a CGI yes. trailer and be like, "This is this is a thing that's going to happen, and this is roughly what Joanna Dark's been up to." Red Show does a CGI trailer really though. Well, it was an, an opening cinematic. It wasn't really a CGI trailer, but I don't think we're going to get Perfect Dark at all. It's too far away. Too much development hell. Stay well away from that. Just don't talk about it. I think. <laughs> Avowed, you're going to get it. You're most definitely going to get Avowed. You're going to see it. You're probably going to see some gameplay, and I think you get your release window. Um, I think that's almost a nailed on rather than a likely. I think at this point in time, like Obsidian have been out there and basically saying, like, right, it's our turn. Like they've been kind of making noises, like it's our turn to get in the spotlight here. And I think that's the one you're going to see that. And I think there's going to be something else come out of there as well. Um, but Obsidian, I think, could be the stars of the showcase next week. Because mm, they've got Outer too, haven't they? That was their thing. Yeah. I don't think we'll see much of that. I think that one's probably too far away, but I think you'll probably see, and now we're getting away and I'm just blabbering on, but I think you're going to see Avowed. You're going to see, there's another project on the go that I don't think has been named yet that I think you're going to see a review for, and you're potentially going to get the 1.0 version of Grounded coming out as well. Um, oh, yeah, of course. So I, I definitely think Obsidian are going to be the ones that probably steal the show. Yeah. That's, that's well thought out. I'd agree with that. Any thoughts on that one, Lolina? Or would we just move on to yours? Um, Other than I'm looking forward to seeing more on that game, but I don't really have a good pulse on that. 
on where it's at or uh, when it's expected to come out. Yeah. Right, so hat me yours then. Um, my likely is that we'll get a Forza 8 Motorsport date and trailer. Yeah, or just partially on the the hoping too, but I think it's a good time. It's... Gran Turismo seems like an amazing game, but it sounds like they're really um at shape. Yeah, they they keep trying to push the BS of microtransactions mm. and hard to reach goals like it's too bad because i actually like um one of the reasons i like playing gran turismo um is that i i actually don't mind the licensing part and i don't mind starting off with crappy cars but it sounds like they made it really difficult to like um make progress and they really pushed the whole microtransaction thing i was really disappointed with that that i ended up connecting up my playstation 3 and playing gran turismo 4 Or is it five? I can't remember. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I was I was playing that, so yeah. So I think now is a really great time to give us some info on Forza Eight because I think it would be good timing to be like, hey, you know what? Here's a great racing game, a great sim racing game. Because as much as I like Horizon, I do miss yeah. the aspect of a little more simulation. Yeah. Again, I think fairly likely. I I think we'll see it. I think it'll get dated. My biggest question over this one is: it going to be this year or next year? I think it's one that could hit this year, but I think it could just fall into next year. Um, but really looking forward to it. Been playing Forza Motorsport Seven again recently, and that game still looks so good. Like for now, I'm not sure how old that game is now, but that for what that was then, I'm really excited for what Forza Motorsport's going to be now. Um, and I know they're going more down this kind of Halo Infinite route with this one, and that's more the platform to expand on rather than having iterations in. So it'll be quite interesting to see their kind of roadmap with it as well, rather than just saying, oh, here's Forza Motorsport, and this is when it's coming. Be like, here's Forza Motorsport, this is when it's coming, this is the roadmap, this is what we're looking to hit at each point in time, and not have that whole Halo mess and be like, right, here's, here's your first season and it's going to last this long, you're not getting any more real content because we've not got that far ahead, we've just got the game out to you, um, which has been a shame. Yeah. But So hopefully we get the kind of big bang approach with that one and they've kind of learned yeah. from Halo to say, right, well, the game might be ready to go, but the content's not ready to go with it, so let's try and line it all up a wee bit better. Yeah, I'd rather wait longer than and get that experience for sure. Mm. I think that would have to be a 2023 thing though if if they're going to go down the Horizon 5 DLC route because as much as I'm not sure it's very different it is but at the same time a lot of people play both but you guys are both good examples of that right like I I don't have the best history with simulation racing games I like something a little more arcadey but I want to give this a try. Like I, I might give Forza Seven. I might pull that down and give it a go. Um, and yeah, it's it's a prime time for them to take advantage of Sony dropping the ball on GT Seven, and go. This is how you do a racing sim, and they've yeah. got so much good momentum from how well Forza Horizon Five went down. Yeah. That you know, it's a perfect time to roll this out there. But I don't know how they'd. I don't know. I don't know what the their internal PR and marketing all that would say about overlapping too much with the DLC for Horizon and the release of the motorsport series at the same sort of window. Yeah. No, 
I, I get your point, but I, I definitely think you could see it this year as well. I think if you get if you get the Horizon content day one when they announced it, um, and then you get this end of October, beginning of November. Yeah, that's I think true. That's probably kind of where I would see it could go. But I, I do, I, I am a bit into camps, though. I do think it might just fall into maybe February, March next year. Um, but we'll find out. But we'll yeah. definitely see it, and I think we'll definitely get a, a date. And that's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah. Right. So, so we've kind of played it safe. Now, time to to dream a little. So, Tyler, what's your dream prediction? I am going to get you dunk on me again for this. But I want a I want a initial CGI story, whatever you want to call it, like definitely not gameplay trailer for Elder Scrolls Six. Oh, how much have they shown in that in the past? Just no, a here's a nothing. picture. We are doing this. What is it? We just like basically. No, even, I it's think not even I, a title. Not even a title. No, I think screen. we very much got something at some point, and they basically just came up on the screen and it said Elder Scrolls Six. We are working on Elder Scrolls Six, and that was literally yes, just, it. Just just in development. Um, so like someone's. Someone's like someone's drawn a logo. We're gonna yeah. do this. So, so maybe I, I'm I'm not sitting here going you couldn't. I mean, I very much doubt it. But I mean, dream big. Yeah, you got to try, right? Yeah, I mean, that's just, could... it's an instant point score for them because of Skyrim. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be. It's coming out in the next twelve months, but Skyrim was so seminal. Like, you know, we've. In general, we talk a lot about like Elden Ring is the current like thing to topple. Breath of the Wild, go back five years before that, was the one before it. And before that really was Skyrim in terms of these like absolutely huge industry changing games. Yeah. So yeah. you know, turn up and say, Oh, the follow up to Skyrim that's gonna be bigger, better, newer, like, you know, we're making real progress on that. Yeah. No, I think you see it with a big point scorer. Oh, I think my one and, I, and I'm trying to be the next positive one, but my one, my one thing here is, I think it's so far out that we can't. I, I genuinely... Well, Nintendo does it. No, but I, I think for this game, you, you're literally talking 2025 at the earliest, if not 2026, 2027. Yeah, like, I, I think they, it's that far out. You're probably right, but bear in mind that they, they announced Starfield at the same time as they said this was going to exist. Yeah. Fair so... Enough. You know, even if they I'm curious how much Go on, sorry. Man. I'm curious how much in sorry, I, I'm curious how much industry is starting to trend more towards though like announcements and re- like keeping announcements and releases a bit closer. Yeah. Like I feel like that was a thing they used to do where they would announce a game and just get it like mm-hmm. everyone hyped about it, but it's not coming out for five, six years. I felt like that was more the norm. I, I think we need uh, we need to shift away from, we need to yeah. shift away from that and a shift back to like here's a game and here it and you have it in six months. I think that's where we need to get to again. Um, because I think you're just shooting yourself in the foot to a certain yeah. extent. I mean, that's exactly what's happened with Redfall and Starfield. Like, why they dated Starfields in the first place? Was, I know they wanted to hit that date, but they should have just kept it in their mind. Like, It's more than that, though, isn't it? You know, like, and, there, and there's so many studios that are guilty of it. You know, Microsoft have done it with, with Starfield, with Redfall. Not so much Redfall, because Redfall was supposed to be like, 15, 18 months from announcement to release. Mm-hmm. Starfield have done it. They're doing it with Elder Scrolls. Nintendo have done it with Bayonetta. They did it with Shin Megami Tensei as well, which I know is a niche community. Mm-hmm. But a lot yeah, of people no, were really true. excited for that. Um, with Prime 4, 
CD Projekt Red did it with Cyberpunk. Like there is a big history of every everywhere in the you know the AAA community doing this stuff. I mean, hell, at this point, Team Cherry are guilty of it with Silk Soul. <laughs> Doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's. Just... Do you think that affects? Do you think that affects the, like, to do it that way? Do you feel like that has a a, a negative impact on the development and crunch? Yeah, well, uh, there's a bit of that, and I think. But then, on the other hand of the coin, the main reason they announce these things so early is because they want people to work on them. So. It, it, it's difficult they're like we're making this game and now once it's announced and you see oh. it it's like now we can get staff in to make it so it's right that's actually that's a really good point it's, yeah it's a hard one to balance but let's i hope you're right tyler i'd like to see it um i'd like the buzz around it because i think it would be a genuine oh wow uh but we'll see we'll see so lalena tell me your dreams Okay, I have two. One super pie in the sky, and I know is not going to happen, but I still have to say it, is Psychonauts oh, 3 is revealed to be in development. <laughs> but I know that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but here's my more uh, grounded dream, is that Age of Empires 4 is coming to Xbox and will be on Game Pass, like the actual console, not PC. I'd like to be able to play that. I really like strategy games, and uh, yeah. They, they brought over, um, oh, what's that game that's like people have tried but can't play it because it's really hard that just released from a PC to another strategy game? Um, not Civilization. Uh, they had some funny ads during an Xbox showcase not long ago. Oh. And it released on Game Pass recently. What is that called? Oh, no, I was thinking of Red Faction where they did the mobile game and it was terrible. Oh. But no, this is I, I can't, more recent I, I, than that. Where you like have to marry, like, marry off your children and like conquer the lands around you and it's it's a strategy oh, game but Kingdom apparently very Crusader very King. yes that's yeah, that's it crusader kings yeah so that game sounds really cool but it's a very hard one to get into where i, where I think age of empires is a bit more approachable and i i really want to play it so i'm hoping they'll announce that it's coming to console i think it could i mean yeah. I, I, I think they'll certainly probably desire to do it as well i mean look what they did with them um, it's a flight sim I mean, I don't think anyone ever expected oh, to yeah. see that in a console. So, and then, then we have it there. So I definitely think you could see Edge of Empires. I mean, again, it's it's going to come down to that difficulty of being able to control it, the control scheme and the, being able to run it, play it, see it. So, yeah. maybe. It's definitely a maybe, but oh my God, would I love to see Psychonauts 3? <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that I went Psychonauts 2 was my game of the year last year you know that Elena we spoke I've about it I've converted you yeah you, you did convert me to Psychonauts um, oh that would I would literally thought, be jumping off my chair if Psychonauts 3 was announced that's it's not actually my dream but my dream is a little bit related so, so let, let's move on to mine so my dream is we finally 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 get a Banjo-Kazooie remake and it's done by Double Fine oh that Oh my gosh. A remake though, or like a I want a remake. I okay, want so the original game I want just the, I want, Yeah, because I mean, we've had Nuts and Bolts and they've basically not done anything since then, but I'd quite like to go back to that original. I mean, a lot of people, it's, it's a hard one. Do you want a remake? Do you want a new game? I don't know. I, I personally would quite like to see a remake. Maybe a remake, but maybe a reimagining and 
Yeah. Is that is that bit yeah. where put That would be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, give them some yeah. artistic license to go do yeah, their to own go and thing with it. But like conceptually, yeah, that would be wonderful. And I think it's like saying about Double Fine doing it. There is no one short of Platonic, which is cheating because yeah. that's the same people that made the original. Um, Double Fine are the most, the best fit I can think of for that anyone in the industry. I mean, I know Tim Schafer is potentially not that keen on doing it. And I can understand why he wouldn't be, but I still think if they were, you don't know how much choice you might get in these things. They might be a bit like, you're the really good fit for this and we want this game to come out. And I do think it's finally time for Banjo to make a return. Like Xbox is screaming out for Banjo. It needs that mascot, that family mascot. Like it needs it. And I think now's the time. Give me Banjo, please. I I have one comment though in regards to a a remake (laughs) versus a whole. Oh my God, that is adorable. I'm now holding my Banjo because the controller holds How do you keep that away from your child? It's fine. (laughs) Oh, wow. It doesn't move. It doesn't make noise. Oh, as if wow. Kazooie comes apart. I'm ordering one, I think. That is amazing. Um, the one comment I wanted to make in regards to a remake versus a new experience is that Tim Schafer is a brilliant mind yes, he is. with a lot of creative ideas. Yeah. And I think by doing a remake, he wouldn't be... Yeah, that's stifled, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, can you imagine a Tim Schafer reimagining of Banjo Kazooie? It would. I don't think I could quite control myself. No, I'd, <laughs> I'd love it, but then I suppose it's, it's that same thing again, isn't it? Is so Banjo came out and is in a similar vein to something like Super Mario sixty four, and then you look at where that as a series has gone. And I know it's Tim Schafer is not Miyamoto and I know Banjo is not Mario, but you look at all the directions that the right brains, you know, the right light bulb moment could have for that franchise. Just like think of where Mario has gone with Galaxy. Like Galaxy is, there is still nothing else out there like that. You know, Odyssey is still pretty unique. Like put a spin on it like that if you're going to do a reimagining. Give it a new mechanic or something to to really differentiate it and evolve it. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed, as I've said a few times now. Uh, God, I'd love that. Yeah. Well, in just just probably about a week to now, we will know. So on the next episode, you'll be able to hear the reactions to the Xbox and Bethesda showcase, which will... To fairly, well, not quite live, but that the next episode will certainly be based off of that showcase. Um, but that is now the end of episode one. So thank you very much to you guys. If you've enjoyed listening to us, please go over to thecrossplayers.com where you'll find a link to our Patreon, where for as little as £2 a month, you can basically choose the content that we do because the main reason why this show has come about is because our patrons wanted it. So thank you to our lovely patrons. We've got both Lalina and Tyler here with us who can you know, as Lou said last week, if you if you want to podcast with us, then become a patron because that's certainly the route in. Um but just a lovely shout out to our other patrons. We've got Sean Hughes, Jason Frost, Tristan Brooks, Sarah Purbrick, Rebecca Rudnath, Tim Olf, Luke Cooper, Kevin Scully, and the beautiful Mark Hammonds. Let's not call him grumpy. Not today. No. Um <laughs> Lalina, if our lovely listeners would like to find you, if we can find you online? Um, they can find me predominantly on Twitter at 
Lal the Gal. That's L A L the Gal. And that would be my gamer tags, both on PlayStation and Xbox. Don't touch PlayStation. Well. Shh. Oh, I mean, no, we. I don't play that. Don't want fire dust for sure. Come on. <laughs> and Tyler, what about you? Uh, so I am on Twitter at Full Metal Bear. Um, but I spend most of my time really in Discord with you guys. So again, crossplayers.com, there's a link to our Discord in there where we talk about all sorts of stuff. So, you know, announcements, rumours, who's who's do what everyone's playing, who's the best at whatever game. Um, Lewis shit talking me that he thinks he can beat me at games. Um, <laughs> ah, but he doesn't quite get there, does he? No. But then WWE two K twenty two I think he might. I'm looking forward to a few games of that, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And you can find me at SSAlex984 on Twitter. And on that is my gamer tag. As I said earlier, as Tyler said, go to thecrossplayers.com where you'll find links to all our different outlets. So thank you very much, guys. You've made it very easy for episode one, so thank you so much. I think that's a little achievement unlocked. Mm-hmm.